Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. This is episode 30, and today is Friday, June 26th. We're getting into July, and a very special treat for you guys today. We're going to send you guys into the weekend with some good vibes. Good vibes. I'm joined by my good friend, Mitchell Rincon. Mitch, how you doing? Pretty good, Brian. It's good to be in the West Coast once again. Oh, yeah. You're enjoying the nice weather, probably. Been in Milwaukee for so long. If you say Milwaukee one more goddamn time. But now the listeners know that I always say Milwaukee, so we got like a little (laughs) bit going. Um, But what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about our seven favorite guitarists. So this is going to be kind of similar to when we we talked about bands earlier. Uh, We're each going to be giving out um, songs for our favorite guitarists, and then we'll have a Spotify playlist after. And I want to get something out of the way. So it's a mixture. This list is a mixture of favorite and best, I would say. Because if something's your favorite, part of you must think it's the best in some sort of way. You know what I'm saying, Mitch? <laughs> uh, y- yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think we've kind of covered this in our previous segments where it, it's so, you know, subjective. And I yeah. know we're going to leave. I, like, I have a list of probably 15, and I'm going to try to slide in as many as I can. Yeah, and that's the playlist, but that's that's the beauty of this. There's so many great guitarists out there, and it's going to be fun to talk about them. And then, like you said, I have a bunch too. So if they don't make the top seven, that by no means doesn't. I don't dislike that person. It's just yeah, it's tough. Do. It's an elite elite category of seven people. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with our number sevens and go down. And it's not a draft. We can each say the same person because I don't think that would be fair if someone was like, "Yeah, I get to get Jimi Hendrix, and you just don't have him." It's like, well, that, well, come on. So um, we're each going to do that. Yeah. Um, Mitch, I'm how about you? The, I'm guessing the other person would have Jimmy Page. but Yeah, but I mean, like, still it sucks to not get to have both. Um, let's start with our number seven favorite guitarist. Mitch, why don't you kick it off for us? Um, okay, I'm going to start with something kind of out of left field that I don't think you'd be expecting. Um, my... Number seven is going to be John Fahey. Mm. Uh, just a classical, like my favorite guitar composer probably of all time. Okay. He kind of like, uh, anybody that doesn't know John Fahey, he's probably the most, my most favorite, just beautiful guitar player. Uh, he does a lot of like finger picking stuff, lots of mm. open tuning, but just entirely instrumental, just unbelievable. It's my favorite, like, favorite guitar composer favorite thing to just kind of listen to at like you know on hikes or just like kind of roaming through the countryside it just feels right at home um yeah but he's he's my guy what tracks do we got um you got sunflower river blues which is a banger sligo river blues um my favorite album is probably days have gone by volume six uh I think it was the on the Amoeba What's in My Bag mm-hmm. uh, when they do those little I like those little, little snippets. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely. I forget. I think it might have been Kurt Viles. Uh, yeah, I think. And he talks about John Fahey a lot, and he talks about this album. Um, so check that out too. It's it's just unbelievable guitar playing, and kind of gave me a lot of ideas and kind of how I play and and yeah fuck yeah through stories 
Um, all right. Do you, should I, I'll go into my number seven now. I don't really think there could be like both of these guitarists are great. Like what Mitch was talking about. I'm just going to complete a completely different type of guitarist. If you think I, about I, it. Yeah. I, I can <laughs> guess what like five of your seven. Are gonna be. <laughs> yeah. I have at number seven, Angus Young of ACDC. When ACDC yeah. started, he was 18 years old. He rocks the schoolboy outfit, one of the most iconic looks in rock and roll history. Uh-huh. Um, and Angus has wrote, has written, I don't know, I don't even know how to speak sometimes, has written some of the best uh, riffs, really, in rock and roll history. There's so many songs where he just carries it. A lot of it is not too complex, but it not being complex does not mean it doesn't fucking rock. Um, my three yeah, songs for Angus Young... I got a, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll off high voltage, obviously. You got the bagpipes in there. That's great. Um, So, and that's Bon Scott. You got Hell's Bells off Back in Black. That's Brian Johnson when he was the lead singer of that. Um, And a quick side note about Hell's Bells. I think really the coolest video in the history of the internet is the Game of Thrones season eight, like when Daenerys burns King's Landing on her dragon and it plays Hell's Bells. It's just a fucking amazing video. That fired me up for probably a month. <laughs> I, I watched it for the first time in a couple months this morning, and I literally got goosebumps. I was like, God damn it, this is good. Okay, and then the last it's, one for Angus Young is actually uh, before. It's not even on an album, really. It was a, like a EP or a single, Jailbreak, 1974. All-time great music video and just a, a great, great song. Angus. Bond um, is gone, but Angus rocks on. <laughs> Throwback to the trivia question that stumped me. Yeah, that that's tough. That's tough. Um, I mean, yeah, Angus Young rips, but you left out the most important thing that Angus Young has ever done, which Highway uh, to Hell makes the no 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 the Targaryen hype up video number two behind. What huh, am Brian? What am I? Is it? You got to <laughs> fill me in here. I'm drawing a blank. The. So, San Diego has a deep tradition of falling short when it comes to baseball. Oh, oh, one oh. Thing Trevor that we Hoffman. Haven't, Trevor Hoffman. One thing that we haven't fallen short That's of having me. I the known that. greatest closer of all time. And my God, Brian. My God, Brian. When you're in, you know, bottom of the ninth comes in, San Diego. That's, that's, that's pretty all the, fucking lit. All the lights go down, and then you hear the bells. You <laughs> hear them. So after Trevor Hoffman, didn't the Padres get like Heath Bell? Wasn't that the closer? Was that the dude who sprinted to the mound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he was the he was kind of the he was the you know the warm up clo- the eighth inning guy. Oh, so uh, when tr- when Trevor Hoffman was there, and you know Trevor's all the cool like all like lights went black. Yeah. And, like you know comes out of the bullpen. Everyone like gets not fired in a rush. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Then Definitely. Heath Bell comes and just sprints. He's to a the tank, mouth. dude. Um, all right, he's amazing get, too. Yeah, he was a good player. Um, let's get to your number six on your uh, favorite guitarist. And again, we're gonna be putting this on Spotify for you to follow. Um, so yeah, Mitch, take it away. Number six. Um, number six. I'm kind of between two. Can I have two number sixes? <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't know. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, you can have two. I'll I'll just have like a. I'll 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 make one of them an honorable mention at the end. Okay, okay. We can do That's that. a good call. Good call. Uh, number six, I have Muddy Waters. Ooh, that's a fucking great pick. The the man who turned blues electric, the man who invented electricity. Uh, 
kind of learned from all the OG, you know, Mississippi Delta guys, and it's kind of part of that too. So Sunhouse, Charlie Patton, even like Robert Johnson, kind of brought Keith that Richards to Chicago to him. just, yeah, absolutely. So that should inform you of what's coming next. Uh, a couple songs I got. I'm your hoochie coochie man, Manish boy, who everybody's covered these songs, um, and then Rolling Stone, of which. The fabled oh. band gets its name. This is the, this is great. I like both your picks so far because what's great about this is it's just going to be such a diverse playlist if you think about it. Just like in the from, it's just yeah. great. I love it so far. All right, I'm gonna get into my number six. Uh, more arena rock. What? No, more this arena one, rock. No, this is not arena rock. Here, this is um, this guy could be higher on the list. I think too. Joe Walsh. Of James mm-hmm. Gang, the Eagles, and then obviously him solo. Um, side story: He actually, when my dad was went to UCLA, so one of his, uh, his sophomore freshman year, one of the years, he lived in this apartment building in the penthouse. Joe Walsh lived at the fucking top of it, and so he used to say like <laughs> him and his friends would be like taking the elevator, and Joe they'd see Joe Walsh every now and then. And he'd always look kind of fucked up and be like, "What's up, boys? Where's the party at tonight?" <laughs> but it seemed like a really cool guy. And obviously, are you telling me? Are you I, telling me your dad partied with Joe? No, Walsh? I, I I don't think he did. But I think I just think that Joe Walsh was the nice guy who's always just he's very um he's just a really cool dude. Like when you see uh he goes to Daryl's house that series on YouTube where uh mm-hmm. Hall, Daryl um Hall from How Hall and Oates has um people over to his house and they jam and Joe Walsh is a very interesting one on that. Okay, but for my three songs for Joe Walsh. Uh, number one's gotta be with James Gang, Funk Number Forty Nine, just fucking rips. And then let's go to the Eagles for our second choice from Joe Walsh, and we'll take Life in the Fast Lane, which uh, Joe Walsh wrote the lead for that as well. Um, and then third, we're gonna round it out with a Joe Walsh solo song, Rocky Mountain Way. And a uh, quick last thing about Joe Walsh is he actually the first instrument he knew how to play was the clarinet. And he like got really good at the clarinet, but he struggled because he was like, I want to be able to write songs and I can't really sing if I'm playing the clarinet, obviously. And so he kind of he moved into guitar. But that's why um, if you ever watch some Joe Walsh videos, you'll see he has that tube by his mic that he can like blow into kind of like the Peter Frampton style. What's that called, Mitch? Uh, the vocoder. Yeah, but he's really good at that, too. So he. And that's from his experience playing the clarinet, which I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> all right, Mitch, let's get we're getting oh, in. another another Joe Walsh. I yeah. I his favorite album of mine is Barnstorm seventy two. That album rips. Right. He, he he rips so hard. It's so like it's really underrated how because I was as I was preparing this list, I've been thinking about it for like a week. First couple of days, I hadn't thought of Joe Walsh, but the first second I thought of him, I was like, oh, automatic, like he's in. Joe Walsh just rips. I love mm-hmm. Joe Walsh. I actually, um, I have this, uh, oh, actually, I don't think that's when Joe Walsh is there, so never mind. I got this live uh, Eagles vinyl, but it's from before Joe Walsh, but it was with Linda Ronstadt and Jackson Brown. Very, very cool. Um, take it easy with both of them. Very, very cool. Um, all right, Mitch, let's get into our top five here. What do you got at number five for us? Uh, number five, I got the best rhythm guitar player of all time, Keith Richards. Salute. Uh, the Rolling Stones. 
Uh, we've talked endlessly about this guy, and uh, if anybody's a fan of the podcast, they know that we're a fan of Keith Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, Just wait. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you have him, uh, <laughs> if not number five, number three, because I know you liked putting him at number three. Well, I'm, I, I've grown up, maybe. Some say I've matured, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, what, but, tra- what tracks, though? I mean, there's so many. What do you got for, for Keith? Um, I got, and we've talked about all these before on the previous podcast. That's okay. That's uh, how I got uh, classic open G tuning, my favorite song, Can't Hear Me Knocking. There we go. Um, we got Midnight Rambler, the opera. Mm-hmm. Um, Beast of Burden, which is the classic guitar weaving. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say a couple more. Satisfaction. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Just <laughs> I got, I got that. That's good. He has so many. That's the thing. Like with Keith, like we're trying to do it, like like three songs for each artist, and then when you have the number one, you could do five. Keith's that one where it's like, you know, I could like put like 50 in that top three. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I obviously love Keith. You know that. Um, let's okay. So my number five, the living legend. The fastest guitar player, the guy who literally the 80s, everyone spent trying to be him and unsuccessfully trying to be him because there's only one man who can do what he can do, and his name is Edward Van Halen. What about Steve Vai? Who? Steve Vai. (laughs) Eh, whatever. Screw him. He doesn't, he's not Eddie. Um, Eddie Van Halen, um is an unbelievable guitar player. And there's this vibe that comes with Van Halen that I've noticed of like their hair metal and all this stuff. They're not. The people who followed them were. Van Halen was massively influenced by the Beach Boys. If you listen to their early songs, they have great harmonies, Eddie and Michael Anthony giving them. And Eddie's just a great songwriter, so I got three songs for you guys on him. Um, The first one is Mean Street off uh, Fair Warning. That's just probably his best guitar solo in general it's just fucking crazy um and then the second one is actually also from fair warning it's like when i was probably from ages eight to like 18 it was my pump up song for everything it's unchained and there's a great live video of them in oakland doing that um and then the last one this is it's just such a beautiful riff and it's just such an eddie riff is dance the night away you knew it. You knew he was coming. You knew he I was knew coming. He was, I knew he was there. Um, I'm surprised you didn't put eruption on there. That's I. I thought about it, but it was like, damn, like Eddie. I wanted like I don't know. Eruption's good and all, but it's like Eddie's still like it was really hard for me <laughs> to leave off. Um, surprisingly, their cover of "Where Have All the Good Times Gone." I really like that. That's some good <laughs> shit. Um, I fucking love Van Halen. Um, all right, Mitch. What do you got at number four for us? We're getting into some elite, elite territory, folks. Yeah. Um, I got I got a man that's resting in peace. Uh, you got Stevie Ray Vaughan. Same. You, you got him number four, too? S- Stevie Ray Vaughan is my number four. Yeah, decent. What, um, what, what I got? just want to say... To all the helicopter companies out there, they can suck it. They've taken Stevie Ray Vaughan away from us. They've taken Kobe, Kobe. Bryant away from us. It's just don't go in helicopters. Like let's just let's just stop going in helicopters. Let's just like make a, an agreement <laughs> as a society. Let's just stop. Let's just not use those anymore. Um, yeah, I mean Stevie Ray's 
The fucking king. Go on. Yeah, I mean, he's the king. He's probably the most unique. I don't know if you call it contemporary, but like, so he's like, you know, 80s. Mm-hmm. But most he's, he plays the guitar violently. Player. Yeah. Like, no one, the way his fingers move, it's like unlike anything else. It's crazy. He plays it violently and quick and powerful. He's, and he's so fucking cool, Mitch. He's, he's so, so cool, cool. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh what tracks do you got for Stevie Ray? Oh, let me check. Um, I got I mean the same ones that you probably have. Pride and Joy. Mm-hmm. Um and then a couple ones where he covers Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child and Little Wing. Um, where he just wails. Like he's probably the only person that can he's the only one who can yeah they can get even close to playing those songs mm-hmm. like he yeah he's, he's the played. only person who i think who can do that and he does it so well because he kind of puts his style on it well i mean i had yeah. pride and joy and little wing and the other one i had was also a cover it's a uh, uh the cover of superstitious or superstition yeah. superstitious uh, superstition i'm blanking super superstition Superstition. Yeah, okay. But he says very superstitious. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, All right, I mean, yeah. It could <clears throat> That's be that. uh, uh, I'm just <laughs> Stevie well, Ray I, number four. I would like I, I need to say Texas Flood too. Yeah. That's a, and Mary had and, a little lamb. And tightrope. I remember like growing up one of the CDs that my dad just had in constant rotation in the car. I remember this green C D that was a like Double Trouble. I forget what uh, album it was. But, but there's some uh, bangers on that. And my favorite song off that album was Tightrope. And I probably listened to that song a million times from age, like, you know, five to 14. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Formative years. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I just think I had a thought about uh, Ray. But um, I guess we'll move on to the next because I completely spaced on it. Um, Stevie Ray is a fucking beast. Rest in peace. Um we're getting to number three now, Mitch. This is very, very elite territory. Um, we both had Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, that's what I was going to say about Stevie Ray. He, I mean, I, I mentioned Mary Had a Little Lamb, but like, I think the people out there need to realize he turned Mary Had a Little Lamb into like a <laughs> fucking blues banger. It is so good. Um, so I guess I'll put that onto the playlist as well. Um, yeah. Also, also, I'd like to say if you haven't seen his, you know, MTV Unplugged. Watch that. He just wails on a 12-string acoustic and plays a 12-string acoustic guitar better than anybody's played electric guitar. So it's unreal. Um, his Also, his live album with uh, Albert King is just wildly amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's another guy that just missed out on my top you know, 10, 15, Albert King. So... He, he's an honorable mention, but mm-hmm. and we can get to a couple of those once we yeah. get to after number one. All right, so we're in our top three, Mitch. Uh, top three, I'm going with my uh my Latin brother, my Mexican dude, Carlos Santana. Ooh, Boyer's fan. Go Dubs. He is. Uh, I uh, yeah, I know he played a halftime yeah. show. <laughs> it was kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but. It, uh, whatever whatever <laughs> uh yeah carlos santana's the man abraxas is probably my most listened to album of all time 
Uh, he has so many good songs, and he has so many good live performances. Um, the Okay, so I have a question for you. So Santana, who was the other guitarist in Santana that he created Journey? What was that guy's name? Because that, that happened. Oh, yeah. I don't remember, I, I don't remember his uh, name, but the other guitarist in Santana, obviously Santana being the lead, just founded Journey. And you can weirdly hear it in some Journey songs. You can really hear the Santana influence. Yeah. Um, hey, to yeah. Bay Area. Um, uh, yeah, I I think another, you know, of the most underrated aspects of Santana's band is his uh, his percussion players. They're <laughs> unbelievable. Hey, it's like you n- never Those underestimate guys... a good horn section, never underestimate a good... Uh, my God, those guys can beat a drum. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. The so- yeah. Uh, so my songs, I got Soul Sacrifice, which uh, if you haven't seen the Woodstock uh, video and recording of that, it's unreal. The percussion just goes off. His drummer goes off, and he just wails as he's attacking his, his dragon guitar neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Europa, which is one of the just the most beautiful smooth velvety just leads of all time that he just goes on for mm-hmm. you know minutes and minutes and minutes are you gonna um, give us oye como va <laughs> great great song and then he has that song winning very good song great song yeah uh black magic woman yeah, oh yeah and uh evil ways oh yeah fuck i forgot that for some reason i sometimes think that elo wrote evil ways even though that's like not clearly like it's Santana and I know that, but sometimes I it's just maybe my brain's weird. Um, okay. Here's where things are gonna start to get controversial, folks. Um, my top three and okay, it shouldn't be controversial. These are is my favorite guitarists. So and this is a huge honor to be in this position. My number three is Jimi Hendrix. And I love Jimi Hendrix, but I do like two more people more than him. And Jimmy Hendrix, you son of a bitch! See, I knew this was gonna happen. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I have Jimmy Hendrix at three, and he's amazing. My three tracks for Jimmy. I'm gonna let you go deep on Jimmy because I know you'll have a lot to say, um, and I know you probably still have him. Obviously, I have Foxy Lady, Hey Joe, and Castles Made of Sand. Um, and then you actually the Burning of the Midnight Lamp thing. You got me. Top drawer. Very as Gypsy Eyes on that too. Um, yeah. Very good shit. Yeah, that was a sweet find, a record mm-hmm. store day yeah, find. That was lit. Um, I mean, yeah, Jimi Hendrix is another. He's, is he the biggest what if in music history? Like of how if he didn't die. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, he's the biggest what if. Yeah, I mean, like Jim Morrison's up there. Um, if Leonard Skinner didn't freaking crash in a plane because they ran out of gas, that's the gnarliest story <laughs> of all time. Like how they just ran out of gas and they knew where they were gonna die, and the lead singer of Leonard Skinner just went around and shook everyone's hand and said, told him he loved him, and then they just fucking died. Like, it just sucks. Sorry, no, sorry to yeah. bring everyone down. Um, Jimi Hendrix though, number three. Mitch, carry on to your number two. <sighs> See, folks, <sighs> he's giving me a a look of he's trying to decide something too, and I kind of pissed him off by putting Hendrix third. So it's funny. It's great. Yeah, you did. You pissed me off, <laughs> and um, this is a daily struggle that I have between my top two, and they're so clearly my top two, Brian. 
Mm-hmm. I have a clear top three. And open the, open your horizons a little. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, you're not in New York anymore, so uh, you could actually drive uh, here and kick my ass. So um, I'll, I'll yeah, be nicer. So watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell your mom. Oh no, you're being mean not to me. Sherry. Um, all right, what do you got? Make your uh, decision. I know what you're gonna do. Just fucking do it. No, you. I don't think you do know what I'm gonna do. Cause I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I if do this every you, single time. If you don't put Hendrix number one, I get no shit for putting him third. Bullshit. No, 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 no. You're saying wait till I tell you who my number one is. Two... I have a perfect explanation for it. It is bulletproof. The floor is yours. Who is your number two selection, my friend? Is your number one tuna? No, God, no. I love tuna, <laughs> but I don't have any modern people. I have two modern people as uh, honorable mentions, though. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm just gonna say my number two is Jimi Hendrix, so we can t- continue this comp- this conversation. Wow. On Jimi. Wow. Uh, I. The thing is, my number two and my number one are equal to me. That's well, like on a serious note too. It's like my top three. It's like they're all so different and they're all the best at what they do. If that makes sense, you know, like it's hard to like, Mm -hmm. like, I think there's this, and this doesn't apply to Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy page because they're both so fucking good. And, but like, there's some people where it's like, they'll look at Keith Richards and be like, he has a low ceiling cause he can't really solo. And it's like, well, one, he definitely can solo. And two, he doesn't want, he doesn't to. want to and I don't think a guitarist <laughs> needs to constantly solo like the way Keith plays lead I'll get into this later but like I don't I think there's just variations of what type of guitar player you'd want in your band and all three I think these top three that I'm we're saying are they're all perfect you're literally just choosing what mood you're in you know yeah um what was I I mean yeah yeah, I'm just gonna talk about Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, let's hear it. He's, the floor is you know, yours. Just probably the best guitarist of all time, but he's my no. I'm he is the best guitarist of all time, but he's my number two. Um, wild logic there, but go on. You said at the top of the hour, you're talking about how you know skill is one thing. It is. It is. Subjective. Just carry subjectivity. I'm. I'm. I'm very subjective. Or is it objective? Uh, Keep going. Basically, the man that shattered everything that anybody thought music could be, Jimi Hendrix. You know absolutely wild was the king of you know distortion and feedback he might not have invented it but he you know perfected it to you know the the he's basically the limit of what we have today um you know a few songs the man played the star spangled banner at woodstock and it was unbelievable yes uh, kind of along that same note, he did uh, Machine Gun, where he just uses his guitar outside of the realm of possibility. Um, you have Wild Thing that he plays at the Monterey Pop, where at the end of his set, he sets his guitar on fire and just stuns the world. 
Um, and then you have, you know, softer, just unbelievably beautiful songs like Little Wing. Um, yeah, Hear My Train of Coming, which is, you know, his ideal blues song. Or like, have you ever been to Electric Ladyland as well? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we can't forget that he was just an unbelievable singer yeah. and songwriter. There's a smoothness just... to Jimi Hendrix that I don't think he gets enough credit for of how like I don't really even there's not a way to describe it because he's the only person who ever could do it. So it's like he play, it's like Jimi Hendrix. Like there's nothing you can't like compare it to anything. It's that's how unique he is. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? I mean, we can go into the history of Jimmy Hanks, but I don't, I don't know if that's really... Yeah, I think we could do a full pot on that one. Really necessary, yeah. Um, the man played with his teeth, you know. He was the highest grossing uh, live act of his day. He had, you know, a th- basically a three to four year recording history and is still regarded as the greatest guitar player to ever walk the earth. And he turned the fucking right-handed guitar upside down so he could play left-handed yeah That's and crazy. he like switched the strings where you have we have albert i mean albert king did that and still kept the strings that's that's like that wild. so he had yeah and he wailed and he was like this 300 pound dude that just had the craziest bends because he's just ginormous he's got that power and he's pulling down instead of pushing up the fullback of guitar players um, yeah, I mean, we can go in deeper into Jimmy at some yeah, other we'll do point. Yeah, like we'll a deep dive on him. Um, he's my number two. Right, how about you just finish it off with your number one, and then I'll go my two one. Because I know you got Jimmy Page at number one, correct? Yeah, Jimmy Page is my number one. He's so fucking good. Um, an absolute wizard. Okay, stop. Right there. It's literally like I was thinking about – I was picturing Jimmy Page. It's like he's a fucking wizard. There's those black and white performances of them, I think, in Sweden, you know, on YouTube. It's like 68 or 69, and Jimmy Page just looks like a freaking wizard because it's like kind of like dark and stuff. And uh-huh. and they're singing about like, you know, Middle yeah. Earth and like crazy but shit. But also when – you know – okay, this is a big throwback. Remember the SpongeBob SquarePants movie? Obviously. Yeah. You know, like when ton- SpongeBob turns into the wizard and plays the guitar, he, he turned into Jimmy uh-huh. Page. That's just what I always thought when I saw it. He's like, oh, he's Jimmy Page. <laughs> um, but carry on. Um, yeah, we've talked about that many times. Um, you know, just him and his, his, you know, sparkly, starry pants and just fog and lights. Double and guitars. Just wailing double guitars um which yeah which came out of um you know stairway Mm -hmm. where they needed is it dazed and confused to use violin bow yeah okay yeah 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 um i mean he's a student of the blues in which all these people are uh I mean, um, and he's just so powerful, and he's so powerful the way he plays. And when you pair that with John Bonham and John Paul Jones, and then Robert Plant is your singer, Led Zeppelin's the greatest hard rock band of all time. Like they fucking jam. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a argument that they're the best or the most talented band of all time. I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. When you have the best drummer of all time, the best bass player, the arguably. arguably best guitarist of all time, the best bassist of all time, and one of the best, you know, front men, mm-hmm. lead singers of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're stacked. Um, uh, I'll I'll jump in off that. Uh, we can do you want to take turns saying songs for Paige because I have them at number two. You have them okay. Um, my favorite just exhibition of his pure talent is White Summer. Ooh, very very nice. Um, he just wails mm-hmm. like it's you know uh he goes out just on his lonesome live and just like sits in a chair and plays his Dan Electro for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then they just transition into a gnarly jam. Yeah. And uh, quick thing about Jimmy Page really quick is um, we, I mentioned Eddie Van Halen earlier. We, Jimmy Page was the, that's why Eddie Van Halen exists. Eddie Van Halen worships Jimmy Page. Just if you look at it, like just with everything, like you just mentioned, how he sits down and does that. Eddie began to do stuff like that. Um, so I mean, Jimmy Page is, and I mean, all these guys we're talking about have such massive influences. Um, keep going. Yeah, but then I mean, along with that too, all these people claim influence from you oh, know the Muddy yeah, Waters, the from from John Lee Hooker, from Buddy Guy, from Chuck mm-hmm. Berry, you know, BB King. I mean, that's all Keith. Whenever you know, people talk to Keith about that shit, he always goes, "No, those guys are the best." And yeah. Um, it's that there's so, that video right uh, with uh is that muddy waters in that video in the 80s with like he calls keith mick and ronnie up to the stage in a club or am i thinking of someone else yeah yeah that's that's Muddy Waters. that was fucking awesome um check out that youtube video if you haven't um i got uh as a led zeppelin song um i i had heartbreaker off led zeppelin 2 mm-hmm. just an absolute ripping guitar solo in that and then off physical graffiti it's it was so hard to only choose three for Jimmy Page, but off physical graffiti I got a Braun ER, just a beautiful finger picking song. It's just like, it's like what a meadow, like on the first day of spring with the sun glistening down. That's what it is. As like if it was a song, it would be that. Um, and then I also have um off Houses of the Holy, the ocean. <clears throat> Did yeah? Do you have any others on Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I mean, Days and Confused that we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about. He plays with a violin bow and just absolutely goes off in a solo. Since I've Been Loving You, uh, it kind of starts as kind of a slower bluesy song, and then he just erupts uh, Black Dog, which just oh my opens God. up, lets up on four with just... Like, I, I think about this so much about... If I, you know, was there as soon as, uh, like, once Led Zeppelin Four was dropped, and the first song that you hear That's off of wild. it is Black Dog. Like you put the record on, and it's like, holy shit, this is it? Like, my God. And, I mean, another song, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it a little earlier, but we should we have to mention, I mean, no matter if Stairway is a little overplayed, it's still one of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time, and a fucking masterpiece by Jimmy Page. Masterpiece. Yeah, and it was proven in court that they didn't steal it. So, so that's tight. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so um, again, we're going to be putting all of this onto a playlist, and um, we'll put – there's going to be no rules to the playlist, really. We're just going to put – we'll talk to each other and put all the good ones that we think should be there. Um, I'm going to cop it off with my number one. 
is Keith Richards. Keith Richards is my favorite guitar player of all time. If I were starting a band and I wanted someone to be the guitarist, I would want Keith Richards. I think the way he leads the band in terms of as a rhythm guitarist, like um, in the documentary, they, we talk about this all the time, it's called the wobble because usually the people follow the drummer. But in the Rolling Stones, they follow Keith, and it gives this like wobble effect because the bass is played a little ahead, the drums are a half step behind. Keith was the most likely to die in 1973 or 1974 or something like that, and he's still fucking going. He is the great. He's no. the greatest riff writer I think ever. Him and Jimmy Page. That's certainly an argument. He's the greatest rhythm guitar player, and he is a very, very underrated lead guitar player because he's very, very capable of it. And he's also an excellent bass player, and he's a great singer. So my signature Keith tracks, um, at Jumpin' Jack Flash. I had um, Jumpin' Jack Flash, too, is funny, because that was the first song that was released after Keith and Mick were put into prison and then released. And there's that great line from Keith of, um, what is it, the police made me a criminal? Isn't that, isn't that the exact line? The police made me a criminal? Yeah. That's something like that? Really really resonates with the times. Oh, yeah. And then think, speaking of the song that resonates with the times, I got Street Fighting Man. Where he does six, he overdubs sixteen seal, steel string guitars for that sound. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I got Brown Sugar on there, which is just an all time rock and roll riff. I got Happy off Exile on Main Street, which he actually sings, and that's a fucking great mm-hmm. song. And I had Beast of Burden, but you mentioned that earlier, so I will give you a deep cut of one of my favorite Keith songs, which would be off Goat's Head Soup, the song Star Star, which is basically called Starfucker. Um, and it's a fucking great track, obviously heavily influenced by Chuck Berry. And that was that was Keith's like Mick's favorite was Lil Richard. Keith's favorite was Chuck Berry. And they obviously liked a lot of other people, too. But um, that's just like a just such a Chuck Berry type song. Star Star really like it. Um, I guess we should go into some uh, some honorable mentions before we wrap it up. What do you think? Absolutely. Um. I'll go first. I had so I wanted to do is I wanted to put um a a modern person in because I was like I, I when I was first doing it I was like I should try, probably try and include someone who's modern and I was really close to having Dan Hour back in because I mean when you look at those early Black Keys it is fucking crazy like the songs I, I have for Hour back I mean you could do like All Hands Against His Own Your Touch Thick Freakness The Lanks. That's the one you you showed me and literally blew my mind. Um, uh-huh. And in just terms of like a guitarist, like in the, it's a little different now because they have like a full band. But when it was just him on the guitar and Patrick Carney on the drums, I mean, he could carry it with the guitar and sing. Just we got to mention uh, Dan Auerbach. Uh, did you think of that? Yeah, that's not really, and that's a good call. I thought about I Kurt Vile a little. Mm-hmm. Mac DeMarco is actually he's he's like so he's kind of like you can like like a Keith. Not I'm not saying Mac DeMarco's Keith Richards. Calm down, but like he's more of a like a, can just write a lot of great like rhythm riffs. But he's also a great lead. Um, yeah, I mean I think those like Dan Arbick, Mac DeMarco, Jack White, uh, Jack White. They're like kind of the people that came to fruition. Like again during our formidable. Mm-hmm. years yeah you know? what's uh as i was making this list i was just i had i listened i was listening to inner speaker and i was like good god if he just did two more albums like this he'd be on this freaking list yeah. but uh yeah <laughs> uh 
uh, um, hopefully he starts playing a lot more guitar. The other the other day, my little cousin, uh, how old is he now? He's like uh, 13, I think. Mm-hmm. We were on a, a little social distance uh, Zoom, and he, we were talking about music and stuff because he's been like, you know, into kind of hype, yeah, uh, rap and stuff. So trap. He, he turns, yeah, and he turns to me and he's like, like, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of like Mac DeMarco. Like, have you heard of him? And I was Hell like, yeah. <laughs> all right. I was like, all right, Jack, come on, guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's uh, similar to that is um, Johnny, after years of trying to do this, Johnny's favorite band is Twin Peaks. And it is just <laughs> such a great feeling. Um, he's a big JD guy. Um, I respect uh, that. Um, probably learned that Another person who I thought of modern, actually, and in terms of just skill, like there is an argument he could be on this list, is uh, John Mayer. He is more poppy, but oh, like he's one of the best guitar players I've ever seen. Just absolutely so smooth. And then another person that neither of us mentioned, and we have to mention, who well, is think- John Mayer's favorite is Eric Clapton. Yeah, Eric Clapton definitely deserves to be uh, top ten, if not top five. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody that I've like you know followed religiously, yeah, but I same. respect his his you know talent. Like he's he's the guy that was out playing Jimi Hendrix, you know, and then he tried Jimmy to get into the stones over, but, and they chose McTaylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great call. I loved Eric Clapton, but great call. <laughs> McTaylor's the man. I almost, I almost put McTaylor in. I was so close, but then I was like, Ooh, Ron Wood. And I was like, I can't put Ron Wood, McTaylor and Keith Richards. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I put, I put McTaylor like McTaylor was the guitarist during their best years, you mm-hmm. know, when they were ripping as a band, but oh, that's that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, what um, else you got? Well, I was gonna say, like, in terms of John Mayer, he's the only guy that like could successfully replace uh, Jerry Garcia yeah. in, you know, the Grateful Dead. Who, Jerry Garcia, another guy that that could be up here. Definitely. But, um, who I got. Uh, I got the guy that played the best Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Oh. Prince. I knew it was coming. Purple Rain. Oh, like, I watched that the other day and almost just started crying because it's just unbelievable. Yeah, the, my, here's my thing with Prince. I like Prince, and I think, like, I like his music, but I like his live performances just way more. So, like, I, Absolutely. Like, I don't, like... I get how good he is on his recorded stuff, but I just don't like listening to like a Prince album that much. I'd rather just watch him like just is it while my guitar gently weeps that he does that video. Yeah, that's insane. what I was gonna bring up next. Like it's like he's playing up here in is like two thousand four or something and for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And he's up there with like with Steve Winwood Petty. like Tom Petty, uh Jeff Lynn and just Absolutely blows everybody out of the water. Too, I, think. I don't I think know. Dave Roll is playing drums. I'm not sure though. Um, but no, yeah, it was. But he just goes like he plays a solo, and they like you see Tom Petty and Steve Winwood just like looking at him, just like what is going on. And then they just like like you see Prince keep like looking back at them, and they're just like like go, just go, just go, keep going. Buck. And he not, yeah, he but, goes for like. He goes for so long and just wails. Yeah, and so much like um, swagger is not the right word, but just like prestige. 
like just just supreme confidence a little just too. yeah and the man can ball according to uh charlie murphy really if he's you a haven't seen this guy i think or he yeah was. well he's minneapolis yeah. he's yeah minneapolis uh-huh. uh but if you haven't seen charlie murphy's story about uh hanging out with prince on the Chappelle show it is probably my vav- favorite you know video of all time i'll have to check that it's, out like i as soon as as we're done talking i want to stay on the line with you and watch it with you i'm down i'm down because it is unreal okay um, um i have two i have my last two honorable mentions um George Harrison, I think, should be mentioned. Um, he's an outstanding guitar player, an unbelievable studio guitar player. Um, also very good live, but they, that just wasn't as common with the Beatles, obviously, later on. But um, my last one, you kind of mentioned Tom Petty earlier. Um, this is just Mike Campbell, the guitarist of Tom Petty. I mean, the dude, he, I know he doesn't come to like many people's minds, but when you look at the catalog of stuff he's done, like from American Girl to Breakdown... I mean, free falling, like, he's he's a, he's very, very good uh, songwriter on the guitar, and, yeah. Uh, do you got anyone else before we wrap it up? Yeah, I got a couple more. Um, I mean, I kind of mentioned them earlier, but, you know, we can't forget about, like, the OG blues guys. Mm-hmm. Chuck Berry was, was really my... close to getting on for me. Yeah, Chuck Berry. Um, you got probably my favorite blues player, Muddy Waters. Uh, I already said Muddy Waters. Uh, nine, next to him, really close after Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker. Got a ton of John Lee Hooker albums. He does Boom Boom and the Blues Brothers, which is... <laughs> amazing movie <laughs> it's, we uh, still have to do a rewatch of that for this podcast yeah yeah. and yeah. also quick if you uh, listened to last week and you were wondering where the king of staten island movie review is i just need to find someone who's seen it and can talk to me about it so what if mitch watches it we could do it next week but we're also going to be bringing trivia back next week so buckle in um who else i got buddy guy who my dad tells stories about Buddy Guy seeing him in Solana Beach at the Belly Up, and he just like walks out into the audience. He walks out into the parking lot, just walks around, and he's just still wailing. Yeah, he and then, yeah. <laughs> then he comes back. Uh, I also got BB King, and that kind of rounds out my. Who is um? Who is the guitar player? Who does? Oh, Gary Clark Jr. We should mention him. He's he, he's yeah. very 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 good. Um, and like yeah, I mean Kurt Cobain should be mentioned. He like he's not like I mean he's a great guitar player and he's just the style of what he did. I mean he's unplugged is some of the is maybe the best unplugged ever. Um, trying yeah, defined a generation. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we're yeah. missing anyone else. Just I mean honorable mentions as uh I got I got Eddie Hazel honorable mention okay. of Funkadelic. And Parliament. Hey, hey, sh- if you listen to Maggot Maggot Brain, oh yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's unreal. Fucking crazy. I'll give an honorable mention to two, three, um, three modern artists right now. Number one, Alex Turner, honorable mention, does writes all the guitar and all the words, and he's a great lead <laughs> guitar player. Number two, Max Kasayek of Whitney. That's how you pronounce his last name, I think. Um, he was in the Smith Westerns too. I mean, he's just he's a great guitar player. Um, and then. 
last but certainly not least, I think we got to end it, Mitch, with a, a sh- an honorable mention to our boy, Big Tuna. Tuna. Twin Peaks. Tuna. Um, he rips, obviously. And so does uh, Colin and Clay. Um, all right, well. The guy rips. This has been um, the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Mitch, thank you for stopping by. Um, I believe if we do trivia next week, you're still the defending champion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you bet your ass on it. All right, so we'll get you and Mark, and we'll get you guys a fresh matchup next week. Um, Maybe throw, like, Evan and Johnny at you guys, see how that goes. Um, That might be. All right. Um, All right, but, uh, again, thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. If you're feeling really generous today and this guitar conversation has stimulated you, you could um, also... Uh, leave us a five-star review. We really would appreciate that. Mitch, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll catch you later. Yep, thanks for having me, Brian.